everyone, and welcome to the Downright Upright Show, the place to go to hear out loud and proud what Minnesotans are thinking, and I'm your host, Philip Anthony. Thank you all for joining us today, and I hope you're all doing fantabulous. And you know what fantabulous is, Stuart? It's fantastic and tabulous. And fabulous. <laughs> Twice as nice saves time. Okay. That, that's what it is. Anyway, so my special guest today, I just love this person, this human, amazing. Um, we'll talk about him more, of course, during the show. His name is uh, Stuart Devon. He's the CEO of Implex.net, the director of MCN6, and a member of the band Savage Aural Hotbed. So he wears many hats, and you'll hear all about these hats, except the fedora. Uh, <laughs> I forgot my fedora. <laughs> Do you wear one? Really? No. I oh, I, I just pulled that out of the, out of the hat. Anyway, hello, Stuart, and welcome to the Downright hello. Upright yeah, Show. Thanks for having me, Philip. I uh, greatly appreciate it. So, oh, my goodness. You. I'm so excited to have you here today. Well, thank you. So, um, I'm excited to be here. So. Oh, yeah, thanks. Yeah. So uh, the first question I always ask my guests is a foundational question about their beginnings, you know, mm -hmm. like where you were born, raised, went to school. So the, the audience gets to know more about Stuart. Sure. Because Stuart is amazing. And um, you could talk about the early days, uh, too, like, um, you know, before you, leading up to your career. Sure. Yeah. So, um, you know, my parents were farmers. Uh, uh, they, they grew up and uh, had farms uh, in western Minnesota. And they actually moved off the farm when I was born um, and moved to Chanhassen. And uh, I did. What part of Western Minnesota? Uh, Graceville Morris, out uh, out by South Dakota. <laughs> I don't know where that yeah. is. Okay, that's good. You just take Highway Seven or Highway Twelve West, pretty okay. much, right. uh, and you'll wind up in Morris Morris Graceville out that way. Okay. So uh, you know, uh, my 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 parents were pretty much rooted in uh, agricultural uh, world and stuff. My dad actually moved. Uh, to Minneapolis, um, he was in the Navy and he did communications, radio communications in the Navy, and wound up getting a job here in Minneapolis at uh, Control Data, um, mm -hmm. a computer uh, company that doesn't exist anymore. I think it still does exist, but it's you know they do like payroll or something like right, that. Right, right, right. Um, so the apple didn't fall far from the tree. No, apparently. no, yeah. no. He was a <laughs> he was a nerd, but. Uh, um, yeah, so I uh, grew up there. Uh, I used to my, my parents used to ship me out to my uh, mother's sisters for harvest time in the summers and falls uh, for uh, harvesting crops or milking cows and stuff like that. So wow. when I was a teenager and stuff, they you know free labor send me out <laughs> uh, work on the farm. Um, did you enjoy that, or it was too much uh, work? Yeah, not initially, but then I did uh, start to really appreciate it. Um, you know, the more mature and the older I got, um, you know, it was a lot of work uh, getting up at you know four a.m. to milk cows, and and I, you know, I didn't have to do that, but uh, you know, as part of the, the the farm culture and stuff, you get to you know bale straw and hay and you know all that stuff. So, did you go to school in Minnesota as well? I did, yeah. So uh, I've got two. Well, I've got three degrees. I got three associate degrees. So I got a degree in electronics, uh, associate of arts, and then a degree in TV production as well. Um, All right. And so I knew I wanted to get into TV uh, when I was at an early age, um, and so here I am. As uh, w with my business, I, I stream a lot of video. Uh, we do a lot of corporate communications. 
um, right. and uh, internet stuff at Implex. And then, of course, with MCN 6, uh, we have the cable, uh, cable metro area. Um, so we go throughout the seven-county metro area mm -hmm. on MCN 6. So to piggyback on MCN 6, you and I met there. We did, yeah. I was doing yeah. uh, Bottomless Coffee with Jerome, who was, was on my show a couple days ago, yeah. right before you. Jerome was awesome, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. It, it, it was an, it, all of you there were amazing. Oh, all thank of you. you. I felt like family. I felt at home. Thank you. You know, because I, I was very scared because I never did a TV show but in my life, yeah. in my entire life. I have a face for radio, everybody says. So. <laughs> well, you, you're a handsome guy. I'm... Oh, well, thanks, Stuart. <laughs> <laughs> you're making me blush. Um, but anyway, so um, we met there. Yeah. And um, you direct other shows as well on MCN6. So can you talk about some of those shows and, you know, guess what else you do there or – yeah, so um, the the mission of MCN6 we, uh, was Metro Cable Network, and we branded it um, Minnesota Community Network. And so what we want to do is produce Minnesota-made content in support of building strong, diverse community. Right. And uh, really, Great idea. really use the TV station to um, highlight other things that are going on. We do a lot of music. Uh, we just produced all of the, uh, like, League of Women Voters debates and stuff, so trying to do more political stuff and more um, community-oriented right. events in that regard, too. So some cultural stuff. Um, we do a show called Trap Right TV. We do Jerome show, of course. And then we do a music show called Back to the City, uh, where um, Simon Calder interviews different musicians and stuff like that. Local musicians. Local musicians, yeah. So it's all focused mainly on Minnesota-made content. Um, right. And so uh, we produce a lot of music, actually. So every Friday, Saturday night, we stream live out of Jazz Central. Um, we've got a camera system uh, set up in the Jazz Central studios, and so we stream every Friday, Saturday. We also have a couple portable kits that we can take around and do live uh, performances and stuff. And we've done stuff at First Avenue and Mortimer's and uh, 331 and a bunch of different clubs. Uh, we're oh, setting goodness. up another permanent install down at the schooner that we just got up and running to so uh streaming live out of uh, the schooner live music uh, a lot of that stuff as well that's so. amazing yeah thank you now um you also are the ceo of implex.net right yeah and um tell the listeners if you can what the focus of that company is and what you do there yeah, so there's two main things that we do. Um, so we started out as an ISP in uh, 1996 uh, and uh, doing... Uh, what is the, that's an acronym for... Internet Service Providers. Yes, yes, so okay. yeah, yeah. Um, mainly uh, the things we're doing, web hosting, server co-location, that type of thing. We do a lot of uh, microwave internet now. Um, microwave? So microwave internet, yeah. So we have transmitters. So you like, cook the people when you... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, no, it's an antenna that will go on, on top of a business and provide internet. Uh, we have transmitters on the roof of IDS Tower and uh, oh. U.S. Bank and various other towers uh, around the Twin Cities metro area that we can provide internet access. And then uh, we still do virtual servers and co-location and web hosting and that type of stuff too. That's one arm that's called Data Ride, and then another arm of Implex is called uh, QuickCast, where we do um, streaming video, video production, 
for basically corporate communications, a lot of corporate communications. It sounds very challenging. Is that challenging? Or you're, or you're getting used to, you, you know, you're getting more comfortable with it? or Yeah, well, we, you know, um, I've, I've been involved in the Internet, you know, 1995, 1996. Um, in my previous experience, uh, I did satellite communications. I used to work at Midwest Communications, WCCO. Mm. Um, and so I've been doing video broadcasting, you know, we did Vikings games and Twins games and all that stuff. So we did the transmission for all of those sporting and news events and all that stuff. So, um, wow. that expertise really helped well, cause when the internet started coming around, I'm like, oh, wow. At that time, there's a uh, software called real video, real audio. Do you remember this? Not real. Uh, maybe Brett, did you ever hear of that? I have not, no. Yeah, so Real real Audio, if you want to look it up, was the very first streaming uh, software. Um, and Real Audio wow. 1.0 was audio only. And I was playing with that on my 14.4 modem, if you remember modems. Oh, yeah. Um, you could stream that you know, I remember. a 9K audio stream to your Because I didn't computer. tell you this, this, but I was on the Ark with Noah. Yep. So I remember all of this stuff. <laughs> you uh, animal herder than we? <laughs> no, I mean, I, I'm, I'm joking, but I, I, I remember I remember all of those old school things. Yeah. I even had one of those cameras. I was talking about this recently. I don't. I got to bring it up for you because I'm sure you remember it. Mm. Remember, you used to put the floppy disk in the camera, oh, yeah. and then you would take a picture, take the floppy out, and put it in the computer. Yep, yep. Mm. That's what I had. Yeah, <laughs> that's how old school I was with cameras. Yeah. Well, and the thing that you know is really fascinating, and as we move along in the conversation, the thing that I realized is, you know, with satellite communications. You know, this was in the 80s that I was doing this. So um, I interned at WCCO as an engineer, WCCO-TV at the time. And um, one of the first gigs that we did was Van Halen 1984 was on tour. And uh, Van Halen was in the, the WCCO-TV uh, studios, and we did the uplink for NHK back to Japan. No way. Um, you met them? I did meet them, yeah. And Van um, Halen. Yeah, yeah. Eddie. With David Lee Roth or, or the other David guy? David Lee Roth, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, and, uh, Amazing. And there's this little Japanese girl, you know, who was on the phone back to NHK in Japan going, hi, you know, hi. They are asking her questions, and then she would ask them questions in English, and then um, wow. uh, it was pretty amazing. And when you think about the, the, the communications technology, you're talking, you know, millions and millions, if not billions of dollars create the satellite uplink, to create the satellite in geosynchronous orbit, and the downlink in Japan, and that, that communication, you know, millions and millions of dollars. And then, you know, when um, I left um, uh, CBS WCCO, I went to American Express, and the projects that they had me do there was I basically put a computer on the, all the senior VPs' desks around the country, right, mm -hmm. so that they could all see and hear each other. And so it was video conferencing. What year was that? This was uh, 91, 92, somewhere Before there. Zoom then, right? Yeah, before. Oh, yeah, it was before all that wow. stuff. Wow. And so, but the idea was that they give me, uh, I think it's like a half million dollars at the time to build out this, this five, five, basically I built five computers that sat on their desktops and then I built a bridge where they could all dial into this bridge and then all see and hear each other, right? Uh -huh. So the technology went from million, billions, millions, down to hundreds of thousands of dollars. And then when I started Implex, um, I, we set up a, a VDO 
server, which doesn't exist anymore. It's a video conferencing software, basically. I don't know what that is, but okay. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's like uh, Zoom, right? It was Zoom oh, okay. before okay. Zoom. Video. V, V-D-O. Video? The little, the actual letters, V-D-O. If you want to, they don't exist anymore, but. Oh, all right. Um, so, and, you know, I had a $2,000 computer and a camera and stuff like that. Right. So now the same technology has now gone from billions, millions, hundreds of thousands to thousands Today, where you know you can buy a, a a phone for two hundred bucks with a camera and microphone and all that stuff in it, and do the exact same thing that just in the eighties was you know billions of dollars. So that's how the information technology has really progressed, right? Right, right, right. And so you kind of look at today in information. We're going to talk about this, you know, with elections and all this other stuff, but uh, how we're now able to publish. We are our own broadcast. Uh, station basically each individual with Instagram and Facebook and all this other stuff can transmit globally um, like you know I did in 1984 with uh, Van Halen I didn't I mean there's hundreds of thousands of people that right, were yeah. involved in putting that infrastructure together and uh, so that technological uh, advancement that we wow. see ourselves in now right and you know when I think about it philosophically you look at the 80s was kind of when satellite technology kind of came to fruition. And I have a theory where what really brought down the Soviet Union was Dallas and satellite communications. Because Dallas, now, the show? The show, show yeah. Okay, because I knew the city wouldn't do that. No. <laughs> okay. Well, and my, my, my idea, and, you know, it kind of informs a lot of things because now the Internet's kind of doing the same thing, right? Because... What was happening in Russia is, you know, they could you could get a satellite dish in Russia and you can aim it at a satellite in geosynchronous orbit and you could watch Dallas in Russia, right? Hmm. And in, in they're watching Dallas on Russia and they're going, is this the way all Americans live? <laughs> of course, we don't live that way, but... Not at all, no. When you see things like... I have friends from Eastern Europe and um, one of the questions that I... Uh, the, one of the first questions I asked them is, um, you know, what was the most amazing thing when you came to the United States? And the answer is always the same. It's always the same when somebody from East European country comes to the United States or the West in general. And what's the thing that was the biggest cultural shock? And they say the same thing, it's the grocery store. Um, they're like, they walk into a grocery store and they're like, holy cow, look at all the food. The variety of food, the yeah. The variety of food and the abundance that they see right. in the West. And um, under, you know, authoritarian, um, you know, where you don't have... Dictatorships, yeah. Exactly, dictatorships. You don't have the same freedom. um, And so you don't get the same diversity, right, which we're going to talk about um, because economic diversity is very important as well. Absolutely, Um, yeah. But, you know, in my my head, I think of these thoughts about how the technology has really influenced our culture, right? And those are the questions that we're trying to struggle with right now grapple with, you know, now that all this misinformation can fly around the world in an instant, you know, how do we, how do we deal mm-hmm. with that, right? And AI. No, AI is going to impact. Because now they have like people, um, AI is creating like, um, I saw this video, which I, it looked real to me, of, of Joe Biden saying terrible things that, you know, could influence his campaign. Right, right. I mean, it's scary, right? Right. And, and that's where, you know, one of the reasons I want to be on your show is to kind of educate people about how technology works, right? 
and the way you can be manipulated by that technology as well. And just help people in layman's term understanding what technology does, right? So, I, and I, I tell my, my uh, the people I work with at Implex, what it's really about is the World Wide Web. It's really about what you want, when you want it, where you want it. Right. right, right so right. information technology is always trying to deliver Van Halen to Japan or you back to your husband uh, on your phone, right, through Zoom or Teams or, you know, streaming video on a YouTube or a Snapchat or, you know, whatever Instagram thing that you're doing. So now you're able to teleport yourself around the world, right? Mm -hmm. And so if you are saying a bunch of things, right, and you're spreading those things out, how do we fact check basically the information that you're getting into um, into your phone, right? Basically, because mm -hmm. you have a TV screen and a, a broadcast station in your in the palm of your hand now. Yeah, yeah. And so people need to be educated about what's actually going on, especially with AI being able to manipulate the sound and images now, and be able to show you that somebody's saying something, but it's not really them, right? So Can you tell the difference? I have been able to up to this I point. I have so much trouble with that. Yeah, there's some other deep fakes that, you know, I haven't delved way into the deep fakes as far as that stuff, but I've seen like, you know, Elon Musk and uh, Bill Gates and, you know, videos that were really poorly done. You could tell they're definitely fake. Um, okay. Well, some regard. of them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so. I want to go to something I didn't know about you. I want to go okay. into this. Uh, I'm going off on a tangerine now. Okay. Gonna, oh, my microphone is moving again. Yeah, it's got a mind of its own. <laughs> Stay it's there. An, it's an AI microphone. Do not move. <laughs> it's an AI <laughs> microphone. It doesn't like me. It wants to go that way. Yeah. You know, I don't blame you. But yeah. um, so you were in a, you were an or are still in, are yeah in so a band plan, yeah plan at that uh, invite that you got there you'll get well, a chance. Well, to thank see you. It. I'm yeah. so excited about this. So um. You're, you're a member of a famous Minneapolis band called Savage Aural Hotbed. Yeah. Which I, I looked it up online, and it's amazing. Your band has won four Minnesota Music Awards. Four. Yes. Okay. Has a star on the outside mural of the famous Minneapolis nightclub, First Avenue, which is in quite – that's where Prince performed, right? Yeah. Um. You have your own Wikipedia page. Yes. And you released seven, seven albums. Yeah. OMG. Yeah. So can you talk about the band and, you know, because I want the listeners to, do you still perform or? Yeah, uh, we're performing on the 16th. Uh, at this gala. At this, mm -hmm. at this gala. Um, mm -hmm. It's a private party, so sorry I can't mention it here. So Okay, yeah. Don't, um, you didn't hear that. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's an experimental percussion group. So there's three percussionist drummers, a bass player that sometimes play percussion and horns and, and stuff like that. So, um, what instrument do you play? Drums. Uh, oh, you play the drums, drum? drums, percussion. Yeah. So okay. I play a regular drum kit. Um, and so the other members like Dean comes from orchestra as a percussionist. Uh, Mark comes from like marching band and a lot of ethnic uh, percussion. Doombecks and uh, uh, bongos and uh, all that, all that stuff. So we're kind of like a diverse group of percussionists too that uh, came together and uh, been doing this since 1988. So wow, been around a long time. Yeah, 
Wow. And that and, was the only time you ever played drums in a band, or you had no you I, drum kit. I've been playing since I was in fourth grade, so I played in jazz bands and blues bands and cover bands and rock bands and oh all that stuff too. So, awesome sauce. Yeah, so I can say this: we're I'm playing in a, with a group called the One Hit Wonders on. Um, the 24th. Uh, this the name of the band is The One Hit Wonders. The, the One Hit Wonders. Yeah, it's a cover band. They just play One Hit Wonders. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, like uh, we think of one, Macarena. Macarena. <laughs> uh, we don't do Macarena. What other one hit? I'm trying to think. Torn Between Two Lovers. I'm going back, guys, to the 70s. Um, yeah. Who else had – a lot of people had one hit one, one Yeah, there's, one a, there's, there's a whole, you know, thousands Slew. of one hit wonders. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, awesome. So that's always fun. And that's happening at the Driftwood November 24th if you want to come down. Oh, wow. Driftwood. I don't know if the show will be out by then, but um, – uh, Next week is Jerome's, I think. And yeah. then you're after Jerome. So, okay. Yeah. All right. So – yeah. Sounds good. And um, you have your own Wikipedia page. Yeah. Did, did How did that – I mean, did you know about that or uh, did I – I did. I'm not sure how it came about though. Um, because only really big, you know, people with it? influence uh, are on there, do right? We, do I have a lot of influences? <laughs> your band. <laughs> well, I'm not on there, so and neither well, is we Brett. Should, Brett's we not should on. create a wiki page for you guys. Brett, do you have a wiki page? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't have wiki page, yeah. but that's okay. But that's yeah. impressive. I just wanted well, thank to say you. that because yeah, it's a lot of fun. And um, you can know, I be honest with you? Sure. Since we're sitting here across, the I've no. never met anybody. Lie, lie to me, please. <laughs> <laughs> lie to me. Tell me lies. Tell me sweet. Yeah. Um, I never met anybody that had a Wikipedia page. Oh really? Yeah. Oh okay. Look at first. No. Oh, yeah. Well. And I find that impressive. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah. Now we're going to move on to something that you mentioned to me, and that, that's you're very passionate about um, community and diversity. Yeah. I, uh, which I am just as passionate about. So that's I think that's where we hit it off. Yeah, I uh, think so too. I, I think that's something that we need more of in this country. Um, diversity and community are interconnected and are the higher power. That's what you r wrote to me, and, yeah. I, and I love that statement. Can you elaborate on that, what that means? Yeah, so, you know, from a philosophical standpoint, I consider myself a free thinker, right? And so I define that as somebody that, you know, when, when somebody says, you know, do you believe in God? Uh, first thing I say is, okay, what do you mean by God, right? I define your God. And so for me personally, I define God, you know, if you define God as, you know, some guy dressed in white robes in the sky that's, you know, been, you've been naughty, you've been nice, you've been naughty, you've been nice. I'm a hardcore atheist. I, I don't believe that that exists, right? It's kind of like Santa Claus. It's kind of like Santa Claus. Because he sees you when you're sleeping and he knows when you're awake. Right, right. right. <laughs> exactly. And then I'm an agnostic when you define God the way Einstein defined God, uh, you know, the universe and nature and all this other mm -hmm. stuff. Now, is that God conscious and going, you've been naughty, you've been nice? I don't think so. But there's, there's an unknown that we don't know about, right? And so... You always have doubts, right, of that. And so there's where I'm an agnostic, right? And then I'm a theist because I believe that um, community is the higher power, right? And so uh, – and I think that ha what's missing in the atheist and agnostic community is what is 
the purpose of life, right? And that's where religion always steps in and goes, well, it's Jesus or Muhammad or, you know, Thor or Mithra or whatever other mythology. Zeus. Zeus yeah. What other mythology that you want to plug into that? Mm-hmm. And so what I think um, is that community is the higher power because when you look around, everything in this room, the microphones, the cameras, the paper, the computers, was created by community, Right. All of the things that we see around us was created by community. And the more diverse that community is, the more it's able to produce unique things, adapt to the universe. And I have faith in the community, right? I have confidence in the community that if you and I work together, we can do more than I could do by myself or Mm -hmm. you could do by yourself, right? And so from an evolutionary perspective, it really makes sense because – a story that I always tell is like, so you've got a, a tribe of people that are being traced across the desert by a pack of hyenas or, you know, lions or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. And they come up to this raging river, right? And one of the people in the tribe tries to, you know, swim across the raging river and they get washed down the river, right? Well, then what we figure out is that if we all combine our arms together and we walk across the raging river river together we can avoid the pack of hyenas because as one of us slips the rest of the community catches that person mm. and then we can all together make it across that raging river river right so i use that as an analogy to go you know you need tall people short people fat people skinny people you need all of this diversity in order to get across that raging river and that's really the universe. We need to adapt to the universe as we're, you know, uh, crossing that river or crossing that universe. And so I see that in the business that I run. I see that in MCN6, the TV station that I run. I see that in Savage Girl Hotbed, in the music that we play, you know, trying to bring in diverse sounds and diverse instruments and that type of thing and really experimenting and iterating on things that we've done before. So you're always coming up with unique things that then become part of your tool belt, right? Right. And so now that you know these things, you can apply them to other mediums. So what I learn in my business, I can apply to my music. What I learn in my music, I can apply to my business. And so, you know, I look at this as an algorithm that you can apply to yourself personally, right? The more diverse I am as an individual the more I can contribute to the community, right? And the more valuable I become to the community. And then if other people, if their purpose, their higher power is community and they understand how they integrate into that community, their purpose is to become more diverse, learn more, Mm -hmm. you know, build community, have a dinner party, right? Uh, Go out to coffee with somebody you haven't gone out to coffee with in a year or six months or something. Connect Connect with the people in your community that you haven't connected with before. Right. And, and really connect the, the stronger those community connections are. And then on top of that, accepting different perspectives and different ideas. And not – especially, you know, the only intolerance you should have is the – you should be intolerant of intolerance. Everything else is fair game. Yes. Right? Because mm-hmm. – you know, as, if, as a gay man, as a straight man, as a trans person or any other person in the community, 
you not only should respect that, you should nurture that, right? Because that you is part of that diverse community, and that's going to help us get across that raging river as you know we're trying to adapt to the universe. And that's how humanity um, survived. I mean, it, it, because totally. we 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 are not the strongest animal on the world in the world. We're not the fastest. We don't fly, but. We were we learned community. We learned that we could hunt together. We could kill animals bigger than us, and we could eat. And you know, but I'm I'm starting to see. And uh, tell me if you agree or not. Um, and now in modern times, we are tending to be me, me, me. You know, I don't care about you. I don't care if your your children are eating at home. Sure. I don't care about paying taxes for. You know, schools, I don't, it's all about me. I just want to live my life, leave me alone. Sure. Are you finding that as well that's happening now? Well, and I think, you know, what, what's happening with the media again is that, you know, at, at WCCO, they always used to say, you know, if it bleeds, it leads, right? And so. Yeah, eyeballs. And, and, and we're, exactly, because you want the clicks and you want the eyeballs. So it's always the extraordinary, like, oh, they said this, you know, and they said this stupid thing and they said that stupid thing. So. You get desensitized and you're always bombarded by all this negativity. And, you know, I say, look around and go, you got this electricity, you've got these TVs, you've got these computers, you've got, you know, clean water, you've got a place to sleep, hopefully safely at night and stuff like that. We need to encourage more of those things to happen because the mundane, uh, wonderful things that happen every day don't make the news. And um, and there's a reason for that because that's just mundane stuff. But that's part – that's the fabric of the community that really binds us together because, again, when we work together, we can do more than when we don't work together. And proof positive that I'm talking into this microphone and looking at you right now, this wouldn't exist if as a species – we were fighting more than we were cooperating, right? So right, right. We, we talk about the war in uh, Israel and all of these things and, uh, you know, Ukraine and all, all this stuff that's going on right now. Those things have gone on since, you know, before humanity was homo sapiens, right? I mean, mm -hmm. there's battles between chimps and uh, orangutans and all, all those other primates that we're related to. So... Um, you know, n nobody is perfect. Um, nobody is uh, 100% in the right. And you really have to have some empathy and humility for that other perspective. And that's why that's, per that's important, too, because you can always learn from uh, the eyes of babes, uh, as they say, or somebody that's they had come to come to the world with fresh eyes, right? Right. And uh, that's why those extra perspectives are so valuable. Compromise. So, yeah, and compromise exactly. And I think, and and I'm plugging AM 950. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, this station is the only game in town when it comes to our voice, progressive people's voice. Um, we have shows that are just amazing. I mean, they go from, you know, equity and inclusion to uh, climate change and food, food secureness and blah, 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 you know. Right. And um, I think we, and we're the only game in town in Minnesota. And so, um, and we try to promote that community. We try to promote that we're all human beings and our humanity. And I talked about this, I think, on um, Jerome's show. Yeah. That we... Uh, 
when he asked me, what do you want, what's your mission on your show? What do you want to do? I want to spread the love, man. You right. know? Yeah. Love no. is love is the answer. Uh, it, 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 it spreads. It, it's love travels. Like I always say, you know, it, it, you you do something you know nice for someone, and that person will go oh, and then do something because they know how it feels when they when someone did something nice to them, and and it, it's kind of like a chain. It is. And yeah. it's a it's a vicious cycle. And the choice that you have as an individual, do you make it spiral upwards or do you make it spiral downwards? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And uh, so positivity, um, you know, doesn't propagate as much as negativity because negativity is something that we've evolved to um, pay more attention to because, again, as we're, as we were primates evolving, we heard the grass rustle, Right. And it could have been the wind or it could have been a tiger about to jump out and pounce on us, right? Mm -hmm. So we take off running, okay? It was just the wind. But if you if, – if that uh, one out of 50 times, it is the tiger, right? The person that runs every 50 times survives and the person that doesn't gets eaten by the tiger, right? And so our biology, we're really programmed to overemphasize – the danger, right? To overemphasize the negativity because our lives depended upon it, right? Mm -hmm. And so we evolved that way to really be sensitive to there's something wrong here. And uh, and that's what the news and the negativity in the news really feeds on is that instinct because it's like, well, well I better check that out, right? Because there's a fire or there's a car crash or a train or a plane crash or whatever it is. If it leads, if it bleeds, it leads. That's why people, you know, if you notice when there's an accident on the street. Yeah, I do. How many people are there? I slow down and look at it. And they stop. They, they, they even block the police who are trying to do their job. And it's, yeah. It, yeah, I mean, it leads, it bleeds. You're right, absolutely. Oh, so now we have come to the part of the show I like to call the shift. We dance and sing, or what do we do here? <laughs> we dance. No. Um, it's called the shift because we shift the questioning away from your personal journey and to your uh, opinions okay. on current events. So it's kind of like a right. picking your brain segment. Yeah. Okay? And don't forget, please don't forget to say the F when you d refer to the shift because then we have problems. We have, you know, we'll get bleeped. Yeah, so. you know, I, and I have not. <laughs> Uh, I've been trying not to use that word. So. <laughs> the shift. The shift, yeah. 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 So you could say, holy shift, and yeah. that's fine. Okay. You know. So, um, as you know, um, our former first lady, Rosalind Carter, died at the age of 96. Uh, she was an amazing human being. And, and she had, she probably was, the, one of the other than Eleanor Roosevelt, one of the most accomplished and um, humanitarian First ladies, can you talk a little briefly about her and what, how you feel about her passing? Yeah, I mean, uh, a beautiful human being, a beautiful life. Um, again, I think she promoted the tolerance, and uh, you know, in in from a Christian perspective, you know, the love and uh, the forgiveness, you know, like turn the other cheek and that type of thing. Um, that uh, are some of the beautiful things that come out of that tradition or that mythology and stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I think that's great. Jimmy Carter, too. You know, they both were very uh, religious, um, but they were also very tolerant, right? And uh, I think that 
there's lots of lessons to be learned from that, right? The mm-hmm. tolerance. Because religion doesn't mean you need to be intolerant. Correct. Yeah. You know, and you could love one another. I mean, if the, if the message of Christianity is love one another as I loved you, or as it says in the Bible, that should be the message. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and, and most definitely. I mean, but the the issue with that, though, too, is that, and this is where, you know, I'm, I, I think the higher power is diversity and community because – if you've read the Bible, which I have, um, well, I, I went to Catholic school. <laughs> it's very contradictory, right? Yeah. So you got uh, turn the other cheek, but you also have eye for an eye, right? So there's there's a lot of things in there. You have to really cherry pick the good parts out of it, right? There's a lot of very nasty things that happens in the in the in the, in the Bible, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of things that um, are enforced by some groups of Christianity and aren't enforced by some groups of Christianity. And so this is where I think, again, where where morality comes from is community, right? And you and I were talking about this before. Because you use your morality when you read the Bible to go, well, that's, you know, I don't really agree with that or I do agree with this. The Bible is a story, uh, a series of stories written by humans, right? That kind of like they were trying to answer the questions of why we're here, what are we doing, all this morality, other stuff. Morality, right? yeah. Right. And they did the best that they can could 2,000 years ago, right? Mm -hmm. There's so much more that we know now and there's so many other cultures now that, you know, when you look at Chinese culture and Indian culture and, you know, European culture, Northern European cultures, all these other mythologies that come in, you realize that, you know, the mythology has been used, I don't know if you read any uh, Joseph Campbell, but from an evolutionary perspective, religion is a a stopgap to give us some answer when there we can find no other answer, right? And as we've evolved technologically and informationally, we've solved a lot of the issues like where does thunder come from, you know, where does fire come from, you know, all these other things, where did disease come from? And we've solved a lot of these issues that were kind of answered, you know, 2,000 years ago in this, right? Right, yeah. and So we kind of have to let go of those old answers and – you know, again, be open-minded and look at uh, diversity and new ideas and then um, adapt. Um, yeah. and well, the, the, like you said, the Bible right. was written <laughs> way long. I mean, what is yeah. it now? Over 2,000 years ago? Right. And um, they say that the earth began, in, you know, in this, you know. 6,000 years ago. And, yes. Yeah. Is that what it's? Yeah. yeah. Which the scientists have disproven. Yeah, well, and uh, yeah. how it's possible to have every single animal on an ark. I talked about Noah before. I was yeah, with yeah. him, so I saw. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, that's right. You were one of the herders. I remember. I was a herder, yeah. and um, how they can get two of each animal on 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 the ark. Sure. And but there were no dinosaurs on that ark, by the way. Right. Yeah, there were none. So it's very it it's it makes me think that. God wasn't the one that wrote this Bible. It was inspired by human beings, maybe. Well, most definitely, yeah. So, but there are people that think God wrote them. You know, th- this was God's message. and um, Yeah, well, and that's where, you know, again, uh, I, I think, you know, the higher power, if you want to call it God or whatever, how you define those three letters, is community, right? Because when you look at it, there is no mystery to it. It is you and I working together can do more than I can do by myself. Right, right. And, uh, yeah. So, 
Um, I want to get well, – let's do a lightning round on the rest of these questions. Yeah, we're running out of time. Yeah, we have 10 I minutes. Um, so the last four major polls, the former president was ahead of Joseph Biden, mm -hmm. our, our, our present president, by anywhere from two to four points, yeah. um, according to polls. Uh, with the economy improving, inflation falling, and many uh, major economists saying we will see an increase – in our 401k. So the economy is getting much better. It Pollsters is, yeah. are saying it's President Biden's age that is leading is the leading cause of his abysmal poll numbers. Yeah. Do you have an opinion about that? Yeah, I, I think, well, I, I, I hope, <laughs> I think uh, when, you know, people get into the actual voting booth and you can tell by the, um, you know, the, the last election that just occurred where the Democrats had huge success with gubernatorial races and local elections and that type of thing. Uh, abortion seems to be the major issue for a lot of people being motivated to get out there and uh, talk about and vote basically and get participate in the community because when you vote, you're participating in the community. Right. Uh, another thing you can do to support the higher power, by the way, is vote. <laughs> yes, um, please vote. <laughs> yeah, and, and so I, I, I'm always optimistic because, you know, when you look at the the philosophy of diversity and you compare that to homogeny, and you look at what's happening around the world with authoritarianism on the rise, and Donald Trump is part of that authoritarianism. Authoritarianism is that one individual that tried to stream, uh, swim across that raging stream that we talked about by before by himself. And they will not succeed over diversity. And this is what makes me always an optimistic. Uh, optimistic. And this is, you know, the fact of evolution reinforces this. Evolution is all about mutation and diversity. It's mm -hmm. all about, oh, well, you know, this didn't survive. Let's mutate and see if this survives, right? And so it's always about this iterative process, right? Right. And when you look at it, the communities that can iterate and adapt and change the fastest are going to be the most successful communities and societies. Yeah. Same with business. Same with all this stuff. So it's like, uh, just as an example, I was talking about this the other day. It's like Sears had the exact same business model that Amazon has today. Yeah. Okay? And they just messed it up. Shifted, they had catalogs. They shifted it up. <laughs> like Spiegel. Um, yeah. I'm aging myself again. But but yeah. but can you ad briefly address the age thing? Because I kind of I'm, – I'm in a quandary about this. You know, why are you okay with someone 77 or 78 years old yeah. but somebody 81 who rides his bike and jogs right. or goes around the world meeting world leaders? And I can't imagine Donald Trump on a, on a bicycle. I just yeah, can't. Of course not. Can you? You know – but this 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 again gets <laughs> into know. Uh, you know I don't know maybe it's the the cultism of it right where people aren't so what a cult will do is close your mind to uh, new ideas right right um, right, it'll, right to change it'll it'll ch close your mind to anything outside of your you know this is the way it is no matter what you say to me I'm not going to be able to change my mind and that's the most um, dangerous thing you can do as an individual is say I will never change my mind. Mm -hmm. um, even if I'm presented with, you know, this information, right? Mm -hmm. um, and that's when you just have to say, okay, well, there's no sense in talking to you anymore because no matter what I say, it doesn't make any difference, right? There's a certain part of the population that is that way. I'm optimistic. I don't think the majority of people are like that. Once they get into, I mean, we're hoping. Um, <laughs> well, you know, well, you know, yeah, and 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 um, I, I was talking about this the other day, actually. Um, when you're in a cult, 
it doesn't matter what the platform is or the issues you want to discuss. It's the person. Right. And whatever they say, is you what, do. Right, right. Like, um, you know, David Koresh and all these blah, 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 blah people. People, you know, listen to him. Yeah. And don't say, well, what he's saying is kind of bizarre. Yeah. Um, you know, I could shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue. I mean. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. You know. So uh, you're right. Cultism is a problem. And we need, hopefully, we have more people in this country. But see, but my, my issue is with this um, electoral college. Because if you just, if you, just you know, poll the, the whole country and said, who you want to vote for? We would win every election yeah. by 8 million votes or yeah. more. But this electoral college thing is so archaic. Yeah. And we're the only country, I think, in the world, right, Am I, if I'm not mistaken, that elects their leaders that way. Yeah. And, you know, there's a, there's a movement. Actually, my brother um, is on the board of this organization. He donates a bunch of money, but it's called Represent Us. And um, I recommend you all – Look, look it up. But basically, they're trying to get ranked choice voting in all the states uh, because, you know, you've got these disruptive candidates, you know, uh, uh, Kennedy's looking at running and now the other senator from what West Virginia? Mansion. Mansion, yeah. He's looking at running. And so you're going to have these candidates are going to, um, you know, hopefully not disrupt the election to the point where Donald Trump gets elected. But um, they're pushing for ranked choice voting, which I think is a great way of um, leveling, that, leveling that playing field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me so. too. I love ranked choice voting. Yeah. Um, next question. Sure. Texas Republican Congressman Chip Roy went on a tirade on the floor yelling, quote, I, um, I want my Republican colleagues to give me one thing, one, that I can campaign on and say we did. Right. Roy was unhappy that the Republican caucus passed a continuing CR, continuing mm -hmm. re resolution, yeah. Yeah. Uh, instead of shutting down the government right. and making deep cuts to social, social programs. Right. So he's he's not mad that, <laughs> right. that they – I mean – That they're doing it constructive. They're, yeah. they're mad that they didn't destroy – They didn't so, destroy yeah. – yeah. They didn't destroy the country. Yeah. So – you have a quick uh, comment about that? Yeah. Well, you know, they control basically one-third of the body that makes law, right? So the House of Representatives, the Senate, and the President, right? So they control one-third of that. It's a child that is a child mentality that, you know, it can't, doesn't understand that there's other people involved in this process. Yeah. And you just can't, you know, have a temper tantrum and get your way because there's two-thirds against you, right? And And so – uh, a good politicians realize, okay, what do we have in common with these other two-thirds? Let's empathize. Let's compromise and do something at least. You're not going to get everything you want, but at least you're going to get some some of what you want, right? Hopeless. And so it's this – it, It's a cult mentality that really – and it's a child cult mentality that basically says, oh, I've got one-third power. You do what I say or – you know." shift you or okay, hold my breath right right hold my breath until i get what i want <laughs> yeah and it's like it's just juvenile yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, i always like to introduce a question um regarding lgbtq issues on my show mm -hmm. first the church of england's governing bo body narrowly backed blessing members of the lgbtq community mm -hmm. but still won't condone same-sex marriage and secondly the vatican says trans people can be godparents and at Roman Catholic uh, baptisms, and they can witness 
at religious weddings and receive baptisms themselves, right. but cannot still marry whoever they want. Right. So um, throwing crumbs at us again, I guess, and uh, yeah. well, to know. to their loss actually, because I mean, what they're doing is they're excluding diversity in their community, right? And that's a homogenistic thing. And when you think about religion, it's very authoritarian, right? Because there's a, a pope or a leader of the church. Right. And there's this patriarch, very patriarch, whatever page, it is. Patriarch. Yeah. There's this very hierarchical um, uh, system, right? That's mm -hmm. very authoritarian. And so, you know, from my perspective, if you believe that um, that one person, sometimes they do sw swim across and sometimes it works, but 99% of the time, the authoritarian perspective fails. And the diversity perspective triumphs. Yes. It takes more long time and it's messier, but it's always more robust when you're trying to adapt to the universe. Yes. So I would say if they're not accepting gay or trans or anybody uh, for that reason, it's to their own detriment. And yeah. they will fail. And they are failing. I mean when you look at uh, traditional church uh, viewership, I guess would be, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. it's down. Well, like your message said – Everybody's got to grab arms and cross that river together. Exactly. So we can survive as a community. And uh, unfortunately, Stuart. We're out of time. We're out of time. <laughs> and I, I wish my show is 18 hours, but it's not. <laughs> I love my guests. I really do. I learned so much from you, from yeah. my guests. I learned so much from you. Well, thank you uh, for having me. Oh, thank yeah. you so much for coming, really. I mean, we got to do it again. We'll do it again. Sure, if you want. You know, I have, you know, I have to do a show a week now, so. Yeah. You know, there's how many weeks in a year? I don't know. 52. <laughs> to get a lot of people, yeah. So um, for more information about Stuart Devon, you can go to Stuart at Implex.net, yep. SavageAuralHotbed.com, and MCN6.org. And uh, if you want to support my show, go to am950radio.com slash events slash Philip with one L. And finally, I want to thank my audience, my amazing audience. Aren't they amazing? Yeah. I love you guys. Uh, thank you for your clicks, your your what are they? What subs they call them? I guess now yeah. today, yeah. and and all your support. Love you. Ciao for now. Yeah, you bye. can wave, say, say bye. bye, bye everybody. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't shave. <laughs> no, you look great. <laughs> you look fabulous. <laughs>